I like to call this. I like to call this the rare opportunity where I just get to hang out with Greg <laughs> Braggs Jr. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears After Dark podcast on a freezing, beautiful, amazing Monday. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook. That would be America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Uh, Greg Braggs, did you do anything on DraftKings yesterday? Did you did you know deep in your heart that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to crack the Niners and make any dollars? Did you did you know deep in your heart that somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes would come through in the end? No, I didn't make any bucks yesterday. Um, I probably should be though, off these Purdue Boilermakers. They're they're making me look yeah, like not, a smart. No, what no. what? That's a different show. I don't no, don't care about the Boilermakers, number one in the country. This is a this is a you. Oh yes, you don't act like you don't care because the second best team in the Big Ten is Northwestern. I do care about that, and I that's actually... going to be the matchup everybody anticipates on Super Bowl Sunday is Purdue versus Northwestern and, at Welsh Ryan Arena. That's right. The that's, game on Sunday. That's on that's Super the a, that's the appetizer on February the twelfth, and we'll get to the main event in a second, but. Uh, I do. I, I know that uh, you and Will normally on these Monday nights, you do what I believe is called a vibe check to start the show. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. So I want. I don't want to like, you know, get you out of your rhythm too much. So how are you vibing, Gregory? What are you feeling after the weekend? How are you feeling today? Well, like I said, obviously I'm feeling good about the the Boilers taking care of business, beating down Michigan State. But then you know, in the NFL landscape, in the scope there watching the playoffs yesterday. Disappointing to see Brock Purdy get injured early on. You want to see good games. I mean, you might have a rooting interest one way or another or betting interests one way or another, but, um, you know, it's never fun to watch a guy go down and then you get to, wasn't a good game. You know, I mean, it, it was just a waste of time. Then you have the second game, which was a great battle to both quarterbacks, tough as nails. I mean, Joe Burrow's getting hit every time he drops back. Um, yeah, what, what's, what's Kurt saying? Carm, can I have your back from no, he earlier? Says, he's, yeah. He says, he says, Carm, I have your back from earlier. Well, I so, have. Can't yeah. On, yeah. unlike you, Braggs, and I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing my own vibe check here and I'm noticing mm-hmm. that I'm a little hostile this evening from earlier yeah. as if you did miss the show today, uh, we understand that you're busy, but we missed you and Adam Hogan, myself at, at our first Bears show of the week, I went all in on Devontae Smith and any NFL player or any player anywhere trying to sell accomplishment when they don't haven't earned it. Thank you very much. Devontae Smith acting like he caught the ball, knowing that he didn't racing the Eagles up to the line. So they would snap the football before the next play, stealing his way to an Eagles touchdown. Kyle Shanahan should have thrown the challenge flag or should have called timeout. Didn't do that. I know you were watching earlier today. I know you texted me that you wanted to yell at me. So oh, yeah. go right I was ahead. all over you in the chat, but everybody else was. So now yeah. I had two gripes with you, but now I have three because you cut off my vibe check. So now you're off to a bad start tonight, and you were all, you're already on my bad side to today. Because, yes, what are you talking about? The guy you, – you, you, there's two things I have issue with when you talk about, you know, on the field. One, it is absolutely preposterous to say that the wide receiver should say, I didn't, I didn't catch the ball. 
I mean, for him, now you guys talked about Cole Komet running the line of scrimmage, but the thing that I loved about that play was how calm Devontae Smith was. He went like this. He didn't like go, come on, hurry up, get to the line. He did this little motion, and to me, that's a coached-up thing where they say, hey, if you don't feel like you caught it but they ruled it a catch, don't freak out, get to the line of scrimmage, snap the ball. So that that's something I wish the Bears – you know, obviously Cole getting the line was good, but he had caught it was what happened in, in the season for the Bears. And they reviewed it and lost the challenge, so it worked out well in that regard. But I really like the strategy there from the Eagles when it comes to that. Then you're talking about the push out of bounds, saying, oh, they shouldn't call it. Baloney. He's two steps out of bounds. You cannot be that stupid. You cannot give the refs a chance to throw that flag. That is all on him. You're asking for Devontae Smith to do right by the, 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 you know, to have some kind of moral code of I didn't catch it. And then also say that the refs shouldn't be calling plays where there's a foul committed. And to me, you're all over the map when it comes to that. Call it straight. It's on the Eagles for not throwing the challenge or not the Eagles, the 49ers for not throwing the challenge flag in that situation. You got to throw it. It's a huge play in the game. So I'm not feeling bad one one iota. Then my biggest issue with you, Mark, my biggest issue with aside from that ridiculousness, <laughs> uh, can't wait for this one. This this is a good. I, we're clipping this. Keep going. Was the Matt Nagy stuff? You you got Adam so you know the venom you're putting in his mind. He both of you are sitting there talking about how you would like to see. You think that Matt Nagy would be a good head coach? As the, you know, the, what did he say? The guy that just runs the show, but the is cheerleader, cheerleader. Yeah. He, he basically was that he, he had zero. He, no, he did. No, he, hold on. He didn't, he wasn't, he would not lean into it. He wanted to be the offensive guru, which he is not. He has one system that he really likes that can be run by certain players, not by you know, certainly not by Mitchell Trubisky and not by anybody else that the Bears had at quarterback. So he wanted to be offensive guru Nagy. That's not him. He was he was best off when yep. he was on the plane rooting for his team and talking about how it was cool that but they were having got, dinner or watching movies. Go ahead. But you guys were using it as like the stuff that he did outside of calling plays as proof that he would be good in that role. And I push back on that. They penalty-wise were terribly disciplined. I mean, can you remember when Javon wins gets in a fight with uh, the the cornerback for the Saints, and then six weeks later they make the playoffs by some miracle, and then Anthony Miller's getting in a fight yeah. with the exact same guy, and they said they had a meeting about the guy three days before the game. So that just shows that the players had zero respect for anything Matt Nagy was saying. They don't respect the coach. They're not disciplined on the field. I just don't see how the cheerleader stuff wore out. You can only club dub it for so much. You got to have some substance as in, as a head coach, and he just never had that. I don't care if he couldn't call plays, which he can't. So it's an excellent rebuttal. You're very much correct. You don't need me to tell you this, but you are very much correct that the Bears were a poorly disciplined team that never learned. And perhaps you're right that he can't be even cheerleader coach. But what I would say back to you Gregory Braggs Jr. And how's your mom doing, by the way? She's good. <laughs> it's her birthday tomorrow. I so see. I, I knew. I, I knew something was in you the had air. A sense. You had I, a sense. I, 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 you know, uh, Barb and I haven't spoken recently. It's her I, birthday I, I, tomorrow. Well, there you go. And happy birthday. Thank you very much. I, I, I'm. 
I'm um, I'm touched that that I that this all came together in that synergistic <laughs> manner. It was unplanned. Yeah, it was. So my point is this: Would you agree that he has a better chance of being what Hogan and I underlined as a cheerleading coach versus any offense? Uh, you know, he's he's getting offensive coordinator interviews for the Tennessee Titans. I, if you're asking me what he's qualified to do between those two, I'd rather have him be cheerleader coach, even this as he's absurd as that is. Qualified to be cheerleader quarterbacks coached for the best quarterback in football who doesn't need coaching where he just goes on the sidelines and he gives them a backward good job Patrick way to go and then so, every once in a while he draws up a play where the Chiefs players run in a ring around the rosy circle and then they throw some crazy touchdown that's what he gets to do that's so, what he's qualified for he's not qualified for anything above that so are you still bitter about Nagy are you would you call yourself a bitter Nagy yeah I, guy? you know you know what on his surface, he was a nice guy. I met him a couple times, Bears 100, things like that. It's not like he's like a jerk to you in person, but his ego as the Bears head coach was otherworldly. I didn't come here to run the I formation. The audacity to say something so stupid. And then when he goes to bench Mitch, he didn't want to start Mitch that year. It was Nick or Mitch to start the year. He goes with Mitch because Mitch outplayed Nick in their little training camp battle that no media was allowed to be at because it was COVID season. He doesn't like Mitch. Mitch outplays Nick. The team would not have respected him for starting Nick over Mitch. Then Mitch, the first time he falters, he pushes Mitch out. And I hate even going back to all this nonsense because we're so far removed. But it just this is to answer your question of my issue with him. Then when Nick comes in, Nick's like, dude, this guy's a moron. Remember when he's telling him on the sideline, you're not calling plays fast enough and we got to do this, that, and the other. And now all of a sudden he goes back to Mitch at the end of the season when he should have been fired that season. He goes back to Mitch at the end of the season, gives up play calling duty because he had to, because the team was done with him. The entire team was done with him. I promise you. And he goes back to Mitch. Mitch gets him to the, the playoffs, I mean, they had an easy schedule at the end, too. That also helped with it. And now, all of a sudden, his job, him and Ryan Pace's jobs are saved. And it's just like oh. the whole thing. Then they come into the postseason presser talking about collaboration. And Ted Phillips is sitting there going, well, if we just get the quarterback right, we're going to be okay. Like, And that's where I came up with my moniker, it's not all on Mitch, because it was such a cop-out for Matt Nagy after 2018 to say, all we need is a kicker and we're going to win the Super Bowl. And then when everything started falling apart, go, well, if I just fix the quarterback position, everything's going to be okay. They get Justin Fields in here and he nearly gets them killed. And in that whole situation was a debacle. So yeah, I do have issue with Matt Nagy. A lot of, a, a big issue with it. Yeah, I, I got it. And uh, <laughs> so question for the chat and, uh, you in the audio land, feel free to hit either one of us up on Twitter at the Carm at G Braggs Jr. That is your Twitter, right? G Braggs Jr. Twenty three. I'm gonna have to have a drink after that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a sip there, buddy. What do you got? A little Crown and Coke a in there? Cockies. A little cockies. Yeah, a little cocky tonight. One Carm would call it. Looks like a big cocky over there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm logging out if you say that again. <laughs> and that's a huge Drake right there, dude. You're gonna you're gonna have to less Grobstein it the rest of the way if you say yeah. something. Like that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Well, you know it's going off the rails of me and Carmen. I'm just doing hey, this. it's after dark, buddy, and I'm just calling it as I see it. That is a large, solid drink that uh you're enjoying over there. So congratulations. Is that uh yeah two shots in there three shots what do you got it's there a, it's what? a few it's a few it's good, good pour it's a good, good pour. whiskey and coke we're not going to yeah. shout out who it is because they got a sponsor us version that's right that's right well if you know I'm sure you can get that at, at the Goose Island Brewery we'll get to them in, in one second we love you Goose Island uh I'm curious in the chat though are are people as hostile to Nagy as Braggs is like I just. I put that era more on on Ryan Pace than I do on Matt Nagy. I, I I put it on the talent on the roster. I put it on the decision to draft Mitchell Trubisky. I put it on a zillion other decisions that he made. I don't want to relitigate. We don't need to. There's no need to go in any courtroom. We all agree. Uh, draft after draft after first round pick after Kevin White after first round pick. I mean, he just the the reason they. You know, coaching was a problem, but it wasn't the main problem. The main problem was the talent on the roster, period, end of story. So I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that Nagy was great. I'm not even saying he was good. I wouldn't even say he was average. And I, and to your everything you underlined, he was he had his annoying parts, and it felt like I was like the Dude. Bears were being being a head coach. He was an egomaniac. Did you see the pictures of his house when he put it up for sale? He had like a basketball court with like the Nagy emblem in the middle. His, that, his war room where he broke down plays had all the play sheets from 2018. Like this dude literally had no self-awareness of what he needed to get better at. He thought he was a god at this, and he was not. He didn't know how to run the football, for Christ's sake. Angelic insanity in the chat. Hate Nagy. Wouldn't let him coach my toddler. (laughs) Okay. So does that also mean, for the record, that you are rooting against him in the Super Bowl, that it would – that? All things being equal, no rooting interest. I'm assuming you don't have any strong feelings between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles that you would rather just see the Chiefs lose because you don't want Nagy to win. Are we all the way down that ship? Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, after everything I've said, no, I don't have like this hard-boiled thing like I'm going to be on the edge of my seat rooting for the Eagles to win just so I don't see Matt Nagy, you know, you know, on the – it's not like they're going to be interviewing him or anything. It's like – so it's not like that. I have two very good friends, both root for both teams. They both recently got a Super Bowl. I, you know, I guess I, I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think they're the underdog heading into this game because Mahomes is Mahomes, even though he is banged up. So I'm more of an underdog rooter. So it is, you know, if it was the Bengals in, I'd have been vehemently rooting against the Bengals because I was sick of hearing about them. You know, between Hogue gassing them up and all the shit talking they did with Eli Apple on Twitter, you know, putting out all his stuff last week and then Burrowland and the mayor and everything. I was over it with them. I thought, like, uh, with the guest you had on today from Kansas City saying, you know, they were talking like they had already done something. They hadn't. So I was kind of like, I like that they got their comeuppance. Uh, but with these two teams, no. I guess I'd lean towards Philly, but I'm not going to have some – you know, uh, emotional feeling either way. I just want it to be a really good game. 
which is the easy easy way out. Our guy Torian's rooting for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Hey Joey, you rooting for Nagy? Joey. Joey producing the program. Want to get a, a sorry, got to step in here. My laundry is very loud. Uh, <laughs> that's that's um, okay. I, I, I just want to get a, a, a you know, youth of America temperature check here. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting I'm, for Mahomes. You're rooting for Mahomes. Rooting for Mahomes. That's so, uh, my guy. So, okay. All right. Let, let me ask this question then because he's being compared on the broadcast to Michael Jeffrey Jordan, which we all know is, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Absurd. Uh, let, let's not let's not compare Patrick Mahomes to the greatest player to ever play anything. That is an insult to Chicago. That is an insult to 23. That is an insult to 6 and 0. Oh, that's an insult to 37.1 points per game in his third year. That's an insult to 63 in the Garden. I can keep going. That's an insult to 35, 8, and 8. That's an insult to winning the MVP and winning the defensive player and offensive player of the year. All of it. All right. However. I did hear, and I think it was on your uh, your Waddle and Sylvie show today, Braggs, uh, that you're, you're close with those guys. I think I think it was Sylvie who compared him to Steph Curry, and I think that's I think that's an excellent, excellent yeah. comparison. Excellent, excellent. nailed it. it. Unique, unreal skill set, cool, hip, breaks, can, gonna break a ton of records. Yeah. Steph Curry, no problem. Let's call him yep. Steph Curry. Let's not do the goat, yo. Right, because he's no still got even. I mean, even Tom Brady, he he has to hit Tom Brady levels before he even gets into that conversation of, you know, coming close to Jordan territory. You got to be the goat in your own sport before you can even try to touch the the, the next stratosphere, which is the goat that will never be touched, especially in Chicago sports fans' eyes. So, no, Tom Brady is the GOAT in the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes is certainly on a, you know, you know he's got that launch pad where he can get to Tom Brady. But getting to Michael Jordan, I mean, he's like you mentioned today, he's already lost one in the Super Bowl. That was to the GOAT, Tom Brady. So the head-to-head there, he's going to have to get more Super Bowls than Tom because if they have the same amount and Tom beat him, Tom gets the edge. So he's got a lot of work to do. I think everybody tries to go to the Jordan moniker a little too fast. Well, and let, let's do another sport. Is he so so who's his biggest rival right now? Patrick Mahomes, who's his biggest rival? Yeah, is it Joe Burrow? Is it Josh Allen? Do you want to go off the board from there? I don't think you do. I mean, I think we thought it was gonna be Josh Allen, and now they've fallen off the rails. Exactly. They didn't get, we, they didn't get the job done. We thought it was for sure be- it's gotta be Burrow. After, right after what Mahomes said last night, I don't think we've got any cigars back there. It's Burrow for sure. And we'll get right. to there's we'll, beef. There's the a rivalry is definitely beef. there, but Burrow's got to win one. You know well, they they lost last year to the Rams, and it was they not beat. a. Go ahead. He, he, well, he, they sent Mahomes packing. Yeah. Right. So the the rivalry is certainly there. The other guy that could come up into this discussion is Jalen Hurts. Right, he could win MVP this year. And he could win the Super Bowl over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but if he does those two things, now he's entered the Mahomes stratosphere. Dude, no one thinks that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts' dad, his mother, his 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 closest. I agree, but if we're talking hardware, I mean, hardware is certainly a part of the discussion. No, I I understand talent. Talent's a part of it, and hardware is a part of it. 
That's like saying Will Purdue's better than Barkley because he has got four rings and Charles no, has none. No, 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 because Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP this year. He's going to win MVP because the Eagles have the best team. 15 rushing touchdowns, most ever in NFL history by a quarterback for a season, and obviously throws the ball all over the yard. He's the new, if that's the other reason why I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles if I lean towards them because they're much closer comparison of what we want the Bears to be especially at quarterback because I think J- Justin Fields and we talked about this during the season he can be every bit the quarterback that Jalen Hurts is and to me we have yet to really see a true dual threat quarterback win a Super Bowl yet that's the thing that everyone always tries to push back against when people say oh Justin Fields is the new era quarterback and they go nope until you learn to be a pocket passer you're never going to be you know able to win a Super Bowl and I think Jalen Hurts is getting ready to break that mold Mahomes is even though he can get out of the pocket same with Josh Allen they're considered pocket passers Jalen Hurts certainly gets out of the pocket much more than those other guys all right so um well, I want to follow up on that and the Eagles comparison and another thing that I got for, for Mahomes as far as who is an actual comp is. Uh, but let me, uh, let me just first give a loving Bears after dark shout out to our friends at Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. And uh, yes, the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since that'd be 1988, which also would be 35 points, eight rebounds and eight assists and MJ winning the slam dunk contest. Um, the Blackhawks pale ale Hawks and uh, GIBC. They've been neighbors for 25 plus years. The goose pub in the UC has been open for almost 10 years. There's the bull city three, one, two. There's the bourbon city start. There's the Christmas IPA. There's the beer, the beer hug IPA. Nearly bought that yesterday at my handy dandy, trusty, uh, convenience store across the street. Green line, Matilda. Uh, Yes. There are two Goose Island locations. They're both open. They're both ready, and they both want to see you. You can grab a beer right from their innovation tanks. That's where we hung out the other day, the Goose Island Tap Room, 1800 West Fulton, right by the United Center. Get a smash burger, fresh beer of the week. Uh, if you want to do that, look by going to the original Clybourne Brew House, which is 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, Go to gooseisland.com slash locations, gooseisland.com slash locations, the Goose Island Beer Company. When you're drinking beer or supporting CHGO, grab yourself a goose. Brett. And I, and I love this comment from Doug Van Dorn in the chat. He said, I love the move to Goose Island as a sponsor. Some of the best domestic IPA I've ever had are made by Goose Island. That's a hell of a compliment right there. I can't wait to get off the show and go have a goose and think about the 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 the, the greatness of our friendship. Me and you, buddy. Me and you and goose. I should go get my duck, actually, um, which could, could be a goose for the show. Uh, why don't you tell us about Chi-Town Cornhole there, Gregory Braggs? I absolutely will. Uh, some of the best boards you can find, and uh, you guys should always make sure that you're out there playing with Chi-Town Cornhole when you're you know, out tailgating, doing everything else because Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers. They're veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere and offer local pickups, 
specializing in corporate design for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. So go check out their website, chitowncornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Chitown Custom Cornhole Boards. All right, part two of this Bears After Dark, and thank you for joining us, uh, and love being here with you on a Monday night. Uh, we're going to get to Patrick Mahomes' dad in a second, but I just want to wrap up with the conversation we were just having. Uh, my, my point is this on, on, on Mahomes and who his rival is. It was Josh Allen a year ago, right? Right. All right. And they had the amazing game a couple of years back, and Allen played incredible, and Mahomes pulled it out in the end. Maybe the, one of the best playoff football games of all time. Yep. Okay. And then last year, Burrow beats him. Now we got Burrowhead, and now we got uh, Mahomes' dad smoking cigars saying he's having a Burrow. So this is the rival now. It's almost, it's almost like Mahomes is Tiger, right? He's more Tiger-esque, and whatever hot golfer is going to jump up and yep. compete with him, yep. he's not going anywhere. He is going to be at the top. He's going to be the gold standard, I would say, for, you know, who the hell knows. But it's at minimum, if he doesn't get hurt, five years. It's probably ten. The Chiefs are going to continue to be in the mix. They've, you know, Tyreek Hill gone, going through, you know, salary cap adjustments. They lose 17,000 receivers yesterday. Yeah, he's playing on one leg with the fourth-string wide receivers. He's playing on one leg, throwing the ball to – whoever the hell he was throwing the ball to yesterday. Um, who's the, who's the sky guy that's somehow just dropping out. Uh, in the, who's a fourth round pick. Sky it doesn't Moore. matter. Scott, you're right. So yet, you know, they go and they win the football game. Now, partly by the way, the chiefs defense deserves a huge credit for winning yesterday. But my point is that like, he's not going anywhere, but will Joe Burrow stay healthy and be there? Will Josh Allen rise? That's back why up? it's interesting between Joe and, and Josh. It, and, I, and I guess ultimately I agree that those two are Trevor, obviously a go let ahead. Me just throw, let me just say this. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be in that conversation one of these years. You, I, I would bet a I lot of money on that. That's fair to say. I think that's yeah. fair to say. The AFC is loaded. So I'm grateful that the Bears are in the NFC with the quarterback talent that's over there. Um, but the thing is, it's like, so yeah, they played back to back AFC championships, the Bengals and Chiefs, right? So wow. there's that part of the rivalry. Joe Burrow didn't play that great yesterday. You know, like he threw an inter- big interception. Granted, it was a really nice play that, by the secondary. Um, Josh Allen and the Chiefs last year, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, was one of the best, you know, postseason games you'll ever see. You know, the way they went back and forth on each other in the last two minutes and then they win in overtime. They literally changed the overtime rules because of the outcome in that game in a lot of ways because they just hated to see a talent like Josh Allen lose under those kind of circumstances where he never gets the ball back. So talent-wise, Josh Allen is way better than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has three wide receiver. He has T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I mean, the combination, I'm not trying to sell Joe Burrow short, but if we're talking talent level, Josh Allen has a howitzer of an arm, and, and Joe Burrow is just, he's got that clutch gene. But I'm not going to say – I mean, in, in the the combo between him and Jamar Chase, they have chemistry that you just can't teach. But you got – he threw it up to T. Higgins. T. Higgins just went and got that. You know, Josh Allen doesn't really have T. Higgins. He got Steph, Steph Diggs. But no, but hold on, hold on. Let, let me just let – me, let me quibble with you here. Uh, physic, physical talent, running somebody over, throwing the ball through a brick wall, I agree with you. 
But there's also the talent of I can put it exactly where I want to put it. And also the, the, the talent of just understanding exactly what's going on there, the ability to process the, the field, the ability to stay calm in the biggest moments. And Joe Burrow has all of that. He, he, he had, the reason why the Bengals lost yesterday is because they couldn't protect Joe Burrow. I agree. Which should be, that, that, that should be a, 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 you know, not that the Bears should need that memo, but if, if you don't give up a sack late, Cincinnati's going to go somehow they, you know, whenever it got third, fourth down, they were, they were pulling it off. He just didn't get, they, he just ended up having no time sack game over. Kansas city gets the ball. Joseph Asai hits Patrick Mahomes out of bounds. Game should have ended that way. That's how it ended. I I just, you know, I, I don't, when we're talking about strict talent, that dude is, has some really unique talents that Josh Allen does not have. Certainly not trying to sell him short, but I'd take the edge with Josh Allen in the talent category. I, you know, I think Joe, I think Joe Burrow has more talent around him than Josh Allen does. I mean, Joe Mixon is a way better running back than any kind of, and they lean on their running game a lot more than the Bills do. That's the thing that the Bills need to learn to do is run the ball a little more, especially playing in cold weather like they do. They, they rely way too heavily on Josh Allen to do everything for them, including running the ball. Josh Allen's their best runner on that team. And he's not even what I would consider a dual threat, even though he's fully capable of being that. So it, they're close. There's no question about that. Not trying to sell Joe Burrow short, but if we're going to pick between the two, I'm giving the edge to Josh Allen in the talent category and the more true or legitimate rival, I wouldn't want to say true, the more legitimate rival to Patrick Mahomes if we're going player to player. Now, team to team, Bills and Bengals are the more rival right now because they've faced off in two straight AFC championships, and now you have this rivalry of, you know, uh, you know, shit talk going back and forth, which I love, and it is great for the league. Bengals and Chiefs is what you I'm sorry, Bengals and Chiefs. Yeah, whatever yeah. I said, I don't know what I yeah. said. You said Bills and Bengals, no problem. I, it's the first time I've ever actually been with you enough to to be able to correct you. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> um, you're, you're Cliff Victoria. You're absolutely right. Give Cincinnati an O line; they would be unstoppable. That's that's true, and that's also why when you're looking at what the Eagles are, incredible offensive line, incredible defensive line, and when you compare Justin Fields to Jalen Hurts, who's a better who who throws the ball better? That's Justin not Fields or Jalen Hurts. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be people in the chat. I know somebody was like, "Stop it!" I I think they're damn close. They're they're a lot closer than I a think, lot of people would believe. I think Fields throws it better than him. I, I, know, if he we have to see, like you know, I know you got buried for the whole. You know, Justin Fields doesn't read the field as good as Brock Purdy, which, um, you know, we've had our issues with that because I understand that Brock Purdy has a lot around him. And you, no, 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 again, no, no, no nobody buries at the car and Braggs. No, I'm not getting buried over here. All right. All right. But I'm just saying, like, but I do agree. We, Justin still has to prove that he can consistently read the field. Once he, once That's, he gets I, the pieces around him that the, he the, has time to throw and the, and the pieces to throw to, then it's then Justin's turn to prove to everyone that doubts him that he can't read the field consistently enough to be an MVP candidate. So like Jalen gets that edge right now, as far as how he's, you know, picking apart defenses, he has a lot of weapons. He's got AJ Brown. He's got Devontae Smith. He's got all this different stuff at his Miles Sanders. He's got a lot around him. Good offensive line. 
Um, but thrower of the football, yeah, I'd give it to Justin Fields because people forget a year ago when people were questioning whether or not Jalen Hurts could be the guy for the Eagles, he only had like 16 touchdowns and 10, 10 interceptions, very similar to what Justin Fields' he, numbers were this year. They benched Jalen Hurts at the end of Doug Peterson's tenure in Philadelphia. He was right. basically like giving a making a statement to management, like, "Yeah, uh, this guy that you drafted in the second round, he sucks." I mean, that's at least that's how some people took it at the time. I'm not exactly sure what Doug Peterson was doing, but that's that's how his first year ended up. And then his second year, they started out two and five. Nobody thought he was anything, and then they, they figured out that the way to win football games for us right now is to run the ball, and that's what they did. And that's how they got to nine and eight and snuck into the playoffs, lost in the wild card round, and now a year later. Hertz has taken another huge step, right? And they and they added in AJ Brown. They, and Devonta Smith has, has come on, despite our slight conversation about him yesterday. He's he's been a in, in a, I mean, the, they they identified a receiver. They traded up to get him. They got it right, right. You so, know, and, and to this point, these are the numbers between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields in their second season. Jalen Hurts in his second season, six, and this is not even rushing totals. 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 87 quarterback rating, 61 com- or eight. Yeah, 61 completion percentage and a QBR of 54. So again, just Jalen Hurts, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 87 rating, 61 completion percentage, and a quarterback rating of 54. Justin Fields' second season, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 85 rating, 61 completion percentage, and a quarterback rating of 54. Nearly identical. Identical. And when we watched Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields square off at Soldier Field, it was a – there was a huge difference between the two of them when they tried to get out of the pocket. You can't catch Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts got caught. And not only got caught, but hurt his shoulder, got his shoulder hurt in the process because he got ran down by Travis Gibson. You you ain't catching Justin Fields. Yeah, and that shoulder apparently is just still not healthy by everyone who's watching Hurts closely the way he's throwing the football. So Right, because he quietly didn't have the best game against the Niners. They dominated the Niners, but he didn't have the best game. No, but he didn't, but it's like they didn't need him to do anything. So you don't really know what he's capable of doing at this point health-wise because Philadelphia would have been stupid to do anything even remotely aggressive when San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback who can, in, in Brock Purdy, can throw it more sure. than four yards. Just and, bleed him to death. Right. Josh Johnson's horrible. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey's not stepping in to run their offense. So I don't know. I, I think it's – I don't think you can really look at Hurts's uh, performance yesterday and draw a whole lot from it because that game was – Well, he just early. has to play a lot better than that if they want to beat Patrick Mahomes. That, that goes without saying. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, not probably. Yes, he does. But I don't know. I, I it's a I'm I'm picking the Eagles to win that football game, and I'm picking them too. I feel like they're the underdogs, even though they're Mahomes, their favorites. Even though Mahomes is hurt, I well, let's just let it play out for the next two weeks. Well, right now there are two. At least they were earlier today. I haven't checked my draft. I don't care line. what Vegas says. I'm just talking about the perception, the pressure. Who's got the pressure? Mahomes has already got one in his pocket. Jalen Hurts does not. Dude, Greg, they're playing in the Super Bowl. There's pressure. 
You're you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but who has more pressure? I have no idea. Well, Jalen yeah. Jalen's never won one, and Mahomes. You're, you're saying you know, is is chasing Brady. Joe, let, 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 let me rephrase Mahomes it. Mahomes is chasing who, greatness. Who's gonna who? Okay, let's let's say it like you said it. Who's gonna feel more pressure on game day? Cincinnati's. I mean, Cincinnati. Kansas City's been there, done that. Third shot at it. Just walk out there like it's nothing. Whereas the Eagles might get tight. I don't know. I suppose it's possible, but look, the Eagles got to be coming to this game feeling awful damn confident. You have you and and they did get. I mean, they they owe the New York Giants a big thank you for beating the Vikings because their path got a whole lot easier when that happened. But that's the benefit of being the one seed, man. Yep. You know, and 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 they earn that. They they earn that stuff. Kansas City got a benefit from being the one seed the way it shook out as well. So. Let me just say, if they ever decide to do neutral sites, I know this has been floated around for AFC and NFC championship games. That's the dumbest thing possible, and they better never do that because it totally distills the importance of winning a number one seed. Uh, you 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 know that you know how that's going to go, right? It's, it's, I, yeah, where the money goes. That's exactly right. It's that's exactly right. You're going to have to follow the money, and it's going to be. It seems like they want to do it, does it not? Is that not fair? I don't know. I would have never thought in my wildest dreams, but then all of a sudden, now after what happened where they had a potential neutral site, now it's being floated around, and it honestly irritates me to no to no end. Like they better not. I, I really, really hope they don't. But you know who doesn't follow the money? They just follow the cool. That would be Foco. F O C O. What is up, my friends at Foco? The best coverage is right here. Uh, but the best gear is at Foco. So north side, south side, wherever you're hanging out, we want to get you your hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Decked out and looking cool with your merch and collectibles from Foco. Perfect gift for the football fan. Foco hoodies that fight the Lake Michigan incredibly tough breeze right now. Foco. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. All non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. Absolutely. And I want to tell you about our guys at DraftKings. The stage is set, Mark, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets, free bets instantly. Plus, all new and exciting existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. What about our friends in Ohio? What's on the back end of that read? I think there's something important for Ohio there for you. There's, there's nothing important about Ohio. Put, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, Mark. 
Void in Ohio, see show notes for details. Thank you very much. That's what we need. <laughs> it was in bright red. I know. You would I think know. that that would be no. like a. And just a little behind the scenes here. Greg Braggs gets very upset when he doesn't get to do reads and he feels like we don't we don't respect him. And which, of course, is not true <laughs> at all. <laughs> you guys never let me do the reads. Like, what? You're doing them tonight, buddy. You're doing them tonight. not how I sound. You guys never, I don't know how you sound, but that's what you say. <laughs> Nobody lets me do the reads Some around brick here. Juice. I don't know why. Some I'm gonna spiked have a, brick juice tonight. I'm going to have a long, tall, triple cocky as I get myself through after dark tonight, hanging out with my guy, Carm, who's, See, uh, yeah. I, I got a great job, Braggs, in there. See? Yeah. So, And, and I've been nailing the Chi-Town Cornhole. For months now, so it takes repetition, you know. That's right. I'm That's just, right. I'm like, no, I'm just like every other quarterback in the NFL. You give me the reps with the right talent around me, and before you know it, I'm gonna be doing ad reads like Patrick Mahomes at the back of the pocket. Okay, so since you brought that up, Mark Grody uh, tweeted this out. We put it on our Twitter page at chgo bears, and of course, uh, you know, Danny Parkins is a friend of the program. Uh, Mahomes was on Patrick Mahomes' dad uh, was on the Parkins and Spiegel show today and according to Papa Mahomes the Bears told his son that they were going to draft him at number three overall in 2018 he thought he was going to be a bear and quote once they traded up and got Mitch it kind of hurt him it really did um, the story that will never end is back in the news and Mahomes' dad was on the field yesterday smoking a cigar and calling you, what, what do you, what do you call him? I'm calling, I'm having myself a burrow, whatever the hell he said. Um, a burrow pack. A burrow pack, whatever. And now he's on the radio in Chicago saying that the Bears told Patrick that they were going to draft him. Brutal. I mean, every year it feels like we get a new version of this story to twist the knife a little more. You know, like one year it's, you know, we had him definitely on our board. He was ahead of Watson. You know, then Patrick Mahomes says last year that the Bears were talking to him but never actually specified what his dad reveals today. Now his dad's coming out and saying that we said we were going to draft him. So the story just gets worse and worse and worse every single year. Guy's been to five straight AFC championships, going to the Super Bowl again. And every year, you know, you get two weeks of Super Bowl coverage where you got to talk about something. And here in Chicago, because people are like, why are we still talking about this? We got Justin. We are never going to live this down until Justin Fields wins a Super Bowl for us. And then at least in Chicago, we'll be able to accept it. But even then, nationally, they will forever talk about how the Bears passed on Patrick Mahomes, even though he was picked 10th and nine teams technically passed on Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I got news for you. It's never going away. It's never going away. Never. We're, we're the Portland Trailblazers. We're the Sam ex- Bowie. Exactly. Exactly. We are the Portland Trailblazers and Sam Bowie, except we didn't even have Clyde Drexler. We had nothing. It is, it's, it's worse than Portland, actually. Um, that's Kurt. From your uh, from your chat to the football gods' ears, <laughs> Justin Fields will be better than Mahomes. That's the most optimistic thing that's ever been said on oh, any boy. show here, and we both hope that you're right. Um, so let me let me 
Let me just say this. All right, as we as we process the uh, the Mahomes, Sam Bowie, War Portland, the Bears, and 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 just settling into how that's never going to go away. Do you know how many playoff? Do you know how many times the Chiefs had hosted an AFC Championship game before Mahomes got there? I do not. Zero. The answer is zero. Zero. Now they've done it five years in a row. Do you know how many playoff wins the Chiefs have? Total in the history of the franchise. Before Mahomes? No, total in the history of the franchise. Well, now they're oh, probably let me up do it. to let like, me, let me, let me probably do it up to like 14 now. 19. Jesus. How many games, do, how many of those 19 do you think Patrick Mahomes won? 14. And 10. Over half. All right. You know how many playoff wins the uh, Cincinnati Bengals have? Total. Total, 10. 10 is correct. You know how many Burrow has won? Five. Five is correct. I got it. There, Yes, you got that one. Uh, my point is that it's a very obvious, obvious point that nobody needs to make. But quarterbacks, Greg, they matter. Yep. <laughs> they, they're they the ma- rising tide that lifts all ships. I mean, these were decrepit franchises. Decrepit. And here they got, they, they lucked into their guys. You know how many playoff wins the Denver Broncos have? I don't know. 23. How many, <laughs> how many does John Elway have? Like 19. 14. How about wow. the Arizona Cardinals? This is hard. When Will quizzes me, I get a million things wrong. Now you're quizzing me at this. I, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals, eight. Seven. How many did Warner win? Six. Four. Uh, my, I'm, I'm picking over half options here. This is so hard. It, you're, you're taking this You're taking this personally, which is not the point of what's going on here in, in any way, shape, or form. I, I just, as we settle into the but That's fact- why it is different with the Sam Bowie- Michael Jordan comparison because like some fans will say, Hey, yeah, we passed on Mahomes. We could have ended up taking Watson, who now with all the behind the scenes stuff, might have dodged a bullet there, definitely dodged a bullet there, right? Ended up with Trubisky. Yeah, that sucked, but it led us to Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields were to win us even just one, let alone multiple Super Bowls. Then you do move off of the Sam Bowie stratosphere because Portland, had they won one or two, Portland fans would then say, well, yeah, we could have drafted him, but we still won an NBA Finals. I get it. You're always going to you know, reminisce about, oh, we could have had the GOAT. But A, Mahomes, as we covered before, isn't Michael Jordan. He's Steph Curry. And B, if the Bears are to win a Super Bowl, which Portland wasn't able to win a championship, then that eases the pain, at least in Chicago. I'm sure we'll still get jokes from our rivals forever for it. But Justin Fields is the key to easing this pain. Ease our pain. Because you said it. Quarterback is what matters. And we have a quarterback with a lot of potential. We still got to see that potential come to fruition in a lot of ways he showed a lot this year but at least we got a quarterback think if they hadn't drafted justin fields the conversation we're having right now it it would be it would be 
think I don't want to think about it actually. Uh, let me just give you two more on the trivia thing here. Uh, how many how many playoff wins for the Patriots? Gee, fifty six. Thirty seven. How many did Tom win? Uh, thirty. Thirty is correct. Ding ding. Nice job. Thirty to thirty seven. How many playoff wins for the Saints? Um, twenty four. Ten. How many did Breeze win? <laughs> <laughs> Ten. Nine. Damn. Nine. I was Nine. going for the home run there. Yeah. And now I I just just because I want to be a fair karma. Shout out to Rich Eisen. I ran into that clip on uh on Twitter somewhere and he 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 went through this and I was like, this is freaking interesting. I'm gonna bring it to the I'm gonna bring it to CHGO in some manner. I didn't know when, I didn't know where. You got you got it. Because we went down to the Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes' dad went on the score today and and irritated the hell out of everyone. Yep. Just, I just mean, made, just made know, a field saw Mahomes play. count to ten when he was at Soldier Field, you know. So obviously, there's a vendetta there. And... Yeah, no, it, it's real, man. It's 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 one hundred percent real, and I and I get it. I I want I you know. Um. So, all right. That's the other way we can end this curse. Yeah. Is beating Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, like Jalen Hurts is about to do. One day when we get there, the Chiefs will inevitably be there as they're there every year. And when we get there, we are going to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl to to exercise the demons. Okay. I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm trying to think I'm trying to figure out smoke a way that to- fields pack. Yeah, let's let's let let's let's do that someday. That would be incredible. I'm also I'm thinking about can we get by Aaron Rodgers? Can we beat Dan Campbell? Can we can we can we can we? I know I put out this tweet just joking, saying, "Oh well, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts have one last chance to win a Super Bowl before Fields wins the next 10. Literally joking, and people were like, "Let's win more than three games next year, and then we can talk about." I'm like. Thank you. I know. <laughs> we got a long offseason. We can have a little fun here. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to look at Philadelphia before we get out of here, but just a couple things, uh, a couple bookkeeping things, and, and people probably know this, but just in case they don't, uh, Nicholas Moriano, Big Nick, is down in Mobile, Alabama. I tried to get him to come on tonight. He's on some two-hour drive from, I think he flew into New Orleans, so he's on his way over. I told him to stop at Waffle House. He didn't respond to me, which is a terrible job by Nick. And what's up with flying to New Orleans and driving? I don't because get that. there's no good airports in Alabama. I don't know. I, I'm not exactly Alabama sure. doesn't have airports. I don't know what the story is. It may be all what that's operation what, that's, we run it here. That's one. The, that's what the the best operation. That's what's that's what we do here. I'm not CHG. talking about CHG. I'm talking about the Senior Bowl. Like then have it somewhere where there's an airport next to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm, now, I, now i regret going down the details but the bottom line is that that chgo bears will not be on at noon tomorrow wednesday and or thursday we're doing the show at six o'clock so we'll have all the details from the senior bowl and, and nick's going to be hopefully running into uh ryan poles and other bears peeps and we'll see what we can uh bring to the airwaves tomorrow night or the the the, the youtube slash uh, podcast uh audio world i don't even know what i'm saying you get the point so six o'clock show tuesday wednesday thursday back at noon on friday brags you're joining the show what night this week what nights well i'm definitely going to be on friday and then i may or may not come on thursday if i'm going to you know tag in for you you know how this goes okay okay. the important part is nick's gonna be on with adam 
Nick's yeah. going to have all the info you want from the senior bowl yeah. as he's going to be killing the game down there. Yeah. And then we're, and then we're going to be in Arizona. We're going to be talking to Matt Nagy question for the chat. If we get in front of Matt Nagy, first question that you would want us to ask of any meeting, obviously we're not going to jump right into the most uh, difficult spot, but what would you want to ask? What do you got for the former head coach? Are you sorry? Are you? I'm. What are you talking about? End of interview. Sorry for what? I gave him my all. Next, what? What? What else you got? When you go to Tennessee, will you run the eye? What's your? How's this? What's your biggest regret from your tenure in Chicago? If you know, when when you think about something you would have done differently, what this comes? Is why to mind? you're the journalist and I'm the jackass. Uh, you could have come up with that one. That's not exactly rocket science. <laughs> A tougher one that I don't think you would answer. When did you realize that Mitch wasn't the ideal quarterback for your system? Yeah, he won't answer it. I mean, he might. You might if you get if you get him relaxed enough. I think he could. I think he might tackle that one. Now he might say something like, "Listen, I really liked Mitch. I could have helped out Mitch more." But do you have regrets with the way you handled Justin Fields? That's a good one. Do you regret not starting Fields' rookie year? Would with, you have done something differently? Or, or, st- or in, in see what I thought where he actually messed that up more than anything else. If you're gonna go with Andy Dalton, then when Andy Dalton gets hurt, your quarterback is Nick Foles. But I think he hated Nick because Nick questioned him. Plus. There was pressure on him to, I think even bigger, was there was pressure on him to get Fields going to save his job. But he hadn't properly prepared him, so it actually made him look worse. Um, <laughs> Cliff Victoria in the chat. Dalton had to have X-rated videos of Nagy and Bears management. There was yeah. a weird love affair going on there. Although he had, and he had a decent year this year, for the record. I mean, the whole thing was silliness. I mean, they split, they didn't even split reps, you know, in camp, right? I mean, it's been a little bit now, but to me, you're just totally hindering the development of a quarterback that was obviously going to come in at some point in the season. Yeah. Not only that, but I'm in Vegas for my buddy's bachelor party. I'm like, I'm going to go by the pool where the TV is and watch this Bears preseason game where the Bears are taking on the Mitch Trubisky-led Bills, and they have Justin Fields, your franchise, future of your franchise, in the second half of a preseason game, getting his head torn off by... That was was horrible. (laughs) It it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he did the same thing with Mitch in a preseason game, in the fourth preseason game against the Browns, where they ran out of quarterbacks because one got hurt, and then they had Mitch out there in the... Back end of a fourth quarter against the Brown, he the the recklessness with how he handled young quarterbacks, uh, and then throwing guys to the fire when they're not ready. A Mitch trying to go to Nagy 2.0 when he wasn't ready. Obviously, Mitch had his deficiencies and may never learn 2.0, but he tried to thrust him into something that wasn't what he wasn't ready for, may never have been ready for. And then that, and then Justin Fields, same thing. He comes in, has him play against uh, what Cleveland again, right? And he gets his head torn off. He has 
he doesn't ever bring in extra protection. He's like, he just throws the book at him. Go and get him, Tiger, and has him get his head torn off. Instead of what you saw with Luke Getze this year. Luke Getze identified like, okay, this is what this guy's strengths are. This is what my team is. And I'm going to call plays to play to the strengths of the players I have and the quarterback I have and adjusted. Matt Nagy only knew one way to skin the goat. He didn't know how to do it any other way. He he only knows one system, and that's his system. He doesn't know how to adjust, and that's where it it is so much, so valuable to have coaches that have been on a lot of different coaching staffs, learn a lot of different perspectives, and come in and utilize what they've learned from everywhere in the league, and and put that with what they want to do as a coach. Nagy is not that guy, so that's okay. what happened. Okay, I'm never bringing Matt Nagy up again oh. with you. I've almost forgotten half of these rants because we used to go through this like two years ago. We were so far removed. And then Patrick Mahomes' dad has to like, you know, light a match and throw it in the house. No, you don't get to blame Mahomes' dad. This is on you. You are in control of you. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll meet you on the therapist couch after the show. What do you think of this new hairdo that I'm going with here, Braggs? I'm I'm scooping it it up. I I mean, I know bedhead when I see it. Like I've said before. It's not bedhead, dog. No, no, no. I mean, this might be ski hat head taking the dog for a walk type That's of thing. That's ski hat head then, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. but I think I think I'm kind of leaning into it. I don't know. You look like Joey Bucks. Yeah, you, you 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 still out there? What do you think? Uh, maybe Chad. Anybody anybody buying this? this Looks this great, Carm. Thanks, Joey. Thank you. I, that's what I needed out of you. Thank you very much. Did you see that's that? Awesome. Did you see that kind of hairstyle in London? You know, when you were or Paris, I should say, when you were in Paris. They have a little more tight on the sides, but yeah, similar, similar up top. Hey, uh, since we haven't seen you, Joey, quickly, the the highlight of your trip to Paris was? Oh, for sure. Meeting all of the international CHGO slash uh, Bulls slash Matt and Dave fans. That was great. People, people coming up to Matt, Dave and Will uh, in the middle of the street in Paris and like, you know, saying I've been watching you guys for years. That was really cool. And then Matt meeting uh, Joe Kim Noah was uh, was a fantastic moment as well. Was as that I'm as sure intense in the moment? We have. Was that as intense in the moment as it appeared to be on Twitter and everywhere else? Yeah, it was. It was maybe <laughs> even more intense. It might have been more intense, honestly. Yeah, and I, that would make sense. Um, I like these comments, by the way, on my hair because you know I'm, I've got a lot of vein and people talking about me, but. Uh, Cliff, Victoria, Carm, you look like Will in 25 years. That's rude. Um, <laughs> Do- Donald, I'm more with you. I just want hair, Carm. Hey, Donald, I hear you, bud. I, you know, I, I sometimes wish that these grays would go away and I could go back to youthful Carm, but you know, I, I am happy that there's still something moving around here. Um, okay. Re- I do want to shout out Gary Ross, too, because before the show, he was like, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight, going to be running late. Then I yelled at him. And he goes, okay, I'll be there. And then he was there. Gary's That's the man. what I'm talking about, Gary. Shout yeah, out to you. We appreciate it. And I see the chat is having a battle with Don Burr all night long. Y'all are – you all do a great show in this chat. I truly I, – I, <laughs> I, I, like, I like the way that you guys have just sort of bonded or not bonded, whatever you want to call it. I enjoy see, it. See, I have fun. Like when you guys are doing the show during the week and I hop in the chat, I'm on lunch at work or if I'm at home when we're not. I love being a part of the – you know, the pitchforks and the torches and, and we get to make fun of Carm the whole time. It's great. I yeah, really no, enjoy hey, that. That's what we're here for. We're all doing this together. Uh, real fast, just a reminder, as we as we say goodnight tonight uh, on a Bears After Dark, 
in in 2020, Jalen Hurts was a second round pick that nobody had any idea that he would be an MVP candidate. He was completing 52% of his passes, and then and the Philadelphia Eagles were about to hire a guy by the name of Nick Sirianni, who had maybe the worst ever press conference to start a thing in the history of the world. So everybody thought that the quarterback sucked and that they had hired a total yes man as a coach, right? That's what that's what they thought. Uh, and that Howie Roseman was a complete idiot. Um, you know, they traded down in the 2021 draft, which is very much likely what the, you know, they're good. They looked like they were going to try to punt on 2021, getting a first round pick the next year, which right. is something the, the Bears may very well end up doing. They started that year two and five. They lost to Dallas by 20, 41 21. Anybody remember 49 29 to the Cowboys? Um, not exactly the same because I'm trying to dial up next season, but I'm just looking for some level of synergy here, and that fits. Um, they, uh, you know, they, they did realize that they had a guy by the name of Jason Kelsey who's playing in the Super Bowl now, and Lane Johnson, two solid offensive linemen, right? So they started running the football. Here's another Bears connection. They became the first team since the didn't think you'd make this would make the show tonight. The 1985 Chicago Bears to rush for 175 more yards in seven consecutive games. They did that. They won five of them. All right. I thought the, I thought the 2022 Bears did that this year. <laughs> well, it maybe who knows what next year looks like. Hopefully, it doesn't look like that, but it might, depending on if we go out and get Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, uh, Tony Pollard. A lot of running backs out there. No, Brad. I meant this last year. I know, I know, oh, I know. So, uh, and I'll get to the super chat in one second here, but let me just finish up what 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 the the stretch that the Eagles went on, and then you know they traded Carson Wentz, they got first round draft picks uh, out of it, which was amazing, and then they made the huge deal with the Saints, trading their first round pick, their third round pick, their seventh round pick, um, and a uh, and a uh, they traded their first round pick. They traded. I'm sorry. Let me get this right. They traded two of their first round picks. They had yep. three picks that year. They traded two of them, 16 and 19, and they traded a six rounder. So they traded three picks. They got back a first rounder, a third rounder, a seventh rounder, a first rounder, and a second round pick, spliced between 2022, 2023, and 2024. So they traded three picks for five picks. Then they traded those extra picks for AJ Brown. They traded up and they. Got Devontae Smith. So they ended up with Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, a 2023 first-round pick they're going to use, I think, a 2024 second-round pick they still have. And they also had Kyron Johnson. They don't blink either. Miss on Justin Jefferson, go get A.J. Brown. You know, they, they don't blink. They they keep making moves to get better. And that's the thing I think is the story of the next two weeks for Bears fans. The naggy thing is going to get all the clicks and everyone's going to get all hyped up. You can get me all fired up talking about them. But the, the story is Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles are running our football decision-making processes this offseason, and they came from two teams that are currently in the Super Bowl. Who, those teams, you know, when you go to the Super Bowl and you talk to these, you know, coaches or, or some of the front office people, that's what I want to know is, your thoughts on Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles and the job they're now doing or what you think they're capable of turning Chicago into. Because that's, at the end of the day, that's got to give us some hope. We've got two guys in here that came from organizations that know what they're doing. So I, they got a lot of work to do, 
and you may not be able to do it all in one offseason, but it seems like we at least plucked from the right organizations, at least front office wise, because I know we brought Ned yeah. from the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I love your optimism there that that's the case, and I, I hopefully it is, and there's no reason to believe that it's not. Let's go with that. After Hours, Luke, 1999, Super Chat. Thank you, After Hours. A bit late here, guys, but the way Mahomes' dad described how it all went down hurts how it hasn't hurt before. Love Fields, though he's going to be a dog, but just another reminder of how much a dumpster fire the previous regime was. After hours, we are right with you. Yep. We are we are hand in hand like lovers are supposed to. Shout out to my guy, Dire Straits and Mark Knopfler. Hand in hand like lovers are supposed to. You're a big fan of that tune. Um, I did that Eagles thing earlier today. I did it again today because I, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, was, was basically just trying to, I'm looking for all sorts of let's be positive, having the worst record in the NFL, having a lot of picks, having a lot of dough, all that stuff. How, you know, what, let's look for evidence of how this can turn. And it's literally right in front of your face. And so then I'm looking at how did the Eagles do it? And that was their process. Um, so it's, it's, and, and who knows, how long Philly's going to be able to sustain this? Because it could be a while. The Eagles, right. they shouldn't be going anywhere after this year. Uh, the Bears are going to have to deal with that Philadelphia team. So, Well, and whether or not, like, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to potentially bring in an A.J. Brown, who's a young, rising star wide receiver type. I think there are some trade options available when it comes to wide receiver. We kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, talked about T Higgins last night, but I think that's a pipe dream at the end of the day. I mean, certainly not out of the realm of possibility, but also unlikely. So that's where you have to, you have to look at the defensive and offensive lines. If you, if you can't get your AJ Brown in here, you got to at least get this trenches, right. You know, and then let the defense lead you, let the run game lead you. And then Justin Fields do everything else. And they certainly can be competitive. But can they make the jump to what they are now to what the Eagles are next year? Probably not. The better the better goal would be to no, become what the Jaguars or the Detroit Lions turned into this last year. They had a two-year process. They got to nine and eight. The Bears' goal, if you're trying to be Philly, similar to Philly, right. is to get to nine and eight. Right. The Jags. The Jags had a ton of cap space money and the number one pick in the draft, which they didn't even necessarily hit on the player they picked they should have taken the defensive end that went to Detroit and you know if, if you're picking nits still because the quarterback is the rising tide that lifts all ships Trevor Lawrence gets them to the playoffs and they win a playoff game and they're feeling real good about their future so that's absolutely what we are hoping for next year and not impossible like some Bears fans will have you believe. Are you doing a spaces later tonight? Am I going to see when I'm laying in bed? I about- always might pop in. They're my friends, and we bullshit, and it's it's you know quite lovely. There, you know, there's we- nothing. There's nothing better when you follow Braggs on Twitter that you're just sitting around that Greg Braggs is speaking, and then I click on it, and he's in a room with three people, and they're talking about like high school. And or they're talking or there's he's in a room Talk about four. anything. That's the yeah. beautiful thing you, about you, it. Why don't you guys just like call each other? You literally you your friend <laughs> your friend group just speaks on Twitter. I don't actually know them outside of the spaces. Oh, you don't? 
I mean, Come a couple on. of them I met at a Sox game last year, but no, this is the okay, okay. This is where we hang. Okay, it's the and, new town square. Okay. it's like you know when you used to go to the mall, you'd walk around the yeah. mall. That's yeah, what it is now. It's, yeah, it's, I'd go to Deerbrook Mall. I I'm a little mortified by the way that you can see that on my on my nest uh, that people are knowing that the temperature of my house is 72 degrees. A lot of windows in here, man. It's freezing outside. I normally am a 65 guy, but at 65 in this place, it's like 46. So I got to, you know, I, I do keep it a little toasty here. I need, you know. Are you are you with me? Are you, are you all right? I thought that was an interesting chat. All right. All right. Good night. We got to go. Hey, Joey. Joey, thank you for producing, my friend. Uh, hey, you're welcome, Carm. And uh, I'm super jealous of your trip, and I'm and I'm glad that you're back, and it's good to see you this evening. Braggs, good to be with you, buddy. Always good to yeah. be with my good friend, Mark Carmen. Yeah, I'll see you on the show later this week, and uh, I'll see you on uh, Twitter Spaces tonight. About Appreciate everybody tuning in. If you Love hung you out and listen to our tomfoolery this long, and you deal with our bullshit, hit that like button for me and Mark. Yeah, hit the like button. Show up for out. us. I need a like gang right we, now. We're we're trying to build this thing to the moon. I saw my guy. Uh, we're, you know, we got it. We got to try to hunt down my guy, Nick Wright. Ninety-three That's... people in the live chat made it all the way to the very bitter end of this. Every one of you hit that like button for Mark and I, and then there I'll we... make sure Mark never has another bad take again. <laughs> 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 me i can't promise no, no, uh i my next brilliant take is coming at noon tomorrow not at noon at six o'clock tomorrow and i'm offended that you ever said that i've ever had a bad take because they've <laughs> all been brilliant every single damn one of them uh, all right we will see you tomorrow at six everybody have a great night thanks for watching see you later bears after dark saying good night